Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to be speaking with to you today, with you today, um, about things about the Holy Spirit and about connecting with the Holy Spirit, experiencing the Holy Spirit, and growing in that experience because God doesn't want us to stay at one level. In fact, I think it's almost impossible to stay at one level. You're either increasing in the things of God or you're decreasing in the things of God. Um, The other option would be is that you've completely decreased and now you're at another level of nothing. (laughs) Um, So, but I believe generally we, we have to be continually increasing And I want to encourage you today with this word. If you want more, it's there for you. If you want more, if you really want more, it's there for you. So I'm always trying to press in. I I, I wanted to stay connected with the Lord. Um, Thank God I, I got saved in a group that was really pursuing God. And that got ingrained in me. Everybody was pursuing the Lord, <laughs> and the, it wasn't a big group, but um, everybody, would, they would pull you along. And if, you're, um, if your mind started going the other direction just a little bit, like, you know, you miss church or something like that, boom, everybody's there pulling you forward, sort of helping you shake out of it and get your priorities right. And anyway, I'm so thankful for that season that put in something in me to want God, and I and to always want to pursue that. And I saw that in other people that were in the group where I got saved. I'd see them have encounters with God. And they, they would have experiences with God and the Holy Spirit. And it would put a hunger in me for that. So I've been sort of wired for that, even from when I gave my life to the Lord in that first year or two. But, um, uh, you know, j- just recently, I've I've just like wanted to push into that even more to where I have a, a greater union with God, a greater encounter with God, a greater experience with God and the Holy Spirit, where I know Him more than I knew Him before, and when when He's just there with me in, in a new dimension. Paul said this in Philippians 3. In essence, he's saying, I pursue, I pursue this, that I might know Him and the power of his resurrection. See, he he wanted to experience God and the power of God, the essence of God in his life. And somehow, right now in this season, I do believe that, I mean, for me, and I know this is for you, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm sharing about me because I'm hoping it's going to be contagious. Just like I said when, when I got saved, I caught what, what I was around, and I'm just hoping what I'm sharing today is going to be contagious. That's the whole point of it. So somehow I know for me, if I will focus and pursue God in this hour, and, and with that added little something of God, I'm going beyond the level of pursuit where I've been. I am pressing into an encounter beyond what I've been doing. I want more. I, I, I want more of your presence. I, I want 
you to to be with me in a new dimension. I want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in a new dimension in my life. Um, you know, one thing I, I'm very aware of, and it's just been so strong on my mind, is if we do not have the power of God, there are a lot of people that will not get the breakthroughs that they need. You know, there, and 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 so I've been desiring that. Jesus told his disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to receive power. He didn't just say there's going to be power in the earth. He said, you are going to receive power. So, so there was a empowering. That baptism on Pentecost, that Holy Spirit, wasn't just for them to live a better life. It was for them to be empowered to do the ministry that Jesus wants to do in the earth. So I just would say there are certain people that will not get their breakthrough if the church and we as individuals do not have the power of God on our lives. So the love of God should motivate us to want to have that power in our lives that, that we can have something to give. I, I love that expression where um you know peter and john are walking by um someone and and um he's you know begging alms and peter goes silver and gold have i none it sounds like he's trying to write a some kind of nursery rhyme or something but he goes silver and gold have i none i don't have any silver and gold i don't have any change in my pocket to give you today but what I do have, what I do have, think about that. He's going, what I do have. You see, he understood. He was very aware of the power of God on his life. He says, what I have, I know I've got this. I know this has been given to me and I'm walking in it. I, he says, what I have, I, I give that to you. Get up and walk. You see, he was connecting from that power that came from God to the need that was there. Now, you can look at the pattern of Jesus and think what happened with Jesus, right? Um, he never did a miracle up until the time when he got received the Holy Spirit. Something happened there. So if you look at the history, he gets baptized in water by John. And right there it says, right then, and it's the, the it appears from the verse that this is the way it happens. He gets baptized, he comes up, and then he prays. And it says, while he was praying, right there after he got baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him. What a neat picture. He gets baptized, he's where God wants him to be, and then he prays. As he's praying, God comes and the Holy Spirit comes upon him. Now, that is a... a um, a prefiguring of the Holy Spirit coming on our lives, right? The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit is to come upon us, right? That's what happened at Pentecost. That was the big thing that he said that was going to happen. The promise. We get so excited about so many things, but that's the promise. That's the big promise. It's to have that Holy Spirit in our lives in, in such an amazing dimension. So, anyway, then after that, 
Jesus goes into the wilderness. He's tempted for 40 days. And then in Luke 4, it says, after his, his being tempted, it goes, then he returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's an emphasis in that. And you see, you should say there's something good about that. Jesus wants us to have the power of the Holy Spirit on our lives. He had it on his life. He said it's available through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I do believe there's certain levels in God. We'll, we'll see that in just a minute. But, you know, I believe we can have a, a certain kind of level. And there's no question but that there is more of the Spirit available. It's, it's all in the New Testament. Okay, so you look at Pentecost. What happens there? The Holy Spirit got poured out. The, and it was amazing what happened. I mean, it said it came, it, it made a noise when it came. Uh, it was a very tangible kind of experience. I mean, it wasn't like, did something happen? I mean, did you feel something? No, it was like, boom, something happened. It was obvious to everybody. That was the power of the encounter they had that day. I'm not saying it has to happen that way every time, but I'm saying that there ought to be a force of the Holy Spirit with us if, of that nature. That same force that came to them that day is still in the earth. It's still available. And we should have God showing up in force and in power, even where we recognize it. They recognized it that day. It was so obvious what had just happened. Then they're looking at everybody going, wow, look, I see a tongue of fire. Oh, I see a tongue of fire. They saw the tongues of fire on, on each one of them. Now, that had to be amazing. And what I've always said is the tongue of fire is the part of it that's doing like this. They just saw the top part resting on them. But that just, to me, means they were each in a spiritual fire. And they saw the tongue of fire that was resting on the top of every one of them. I think that's a wonderful thing. It's evidence that there's a fire within. And you see the top of it even blazing out of you. What a wonderful thing. See? This is the kind of experience that God says is available for us today. They weren't casual when they received it that day. They had been praying. They had been seeking God. They were of a right heart and mind. And we need to be not casual about the things of God. We need to really want them. We need to really want more. You're not going to get more of God if you don't desire it and pursue it and yearn for it. It just won't happen. It's not going to happen. God's just not going to show up and make you a super spirit-filled person. You have to desire it. You have to really want it. Now, God will come and change your life and turn you around, but usually that's because somebody's been praying. God, pour out your spirit. God, change so-and-so. Help them to turn around, right? So God will do that, but it takes the power of God, and we have to pray, and we have to bring God into this world through our pulling on Him, through our prayers. That's just the way God's decided He's going to do things. He could do something else if He wanted to do it some other way, but He just decided this is how He's going to do it, and this is how it happens. All right, so anyway, so after that baptism of the Holy Spirit, Peter goes and preaches. He's preaching differently than before. Something's there with him. 3,000 people turn over their lives to God. They repent that day, and they get their lives back right with God. Miracles begin to happen. Creative miracles are happening. I don't mean just the miracle of salvation. I mean other kinds of miracles, uh, dramatic healings, 
I mean, it's, it's wonderful what begins to happen out of that. And through all of these things that are happening, God's demonstrating himself. You know, the only reason why Jesus healed the sick was because that was the Father's heart. He loves to heal the sick. When they saw the sick healed, it wasn't just, oh, look, Jesus is the Son of God. It was also, wow, this is who God is. God loves us. He cares about us, right? So these power encounters were giving people their breakthroughs, but they were also bringing people into an understanding of who God really is. He's the God that loves us. He's the God of our breakthrough. He's the God of power. He's the God that intervenes into our world, into our lives, into our society, if we will only believe and pull upon Him. And I love what, what Peter told them when they were like, hey, what should we do? He says, repent and be baptized. And then he says, and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit too. In other words, this encounter that we have had, you can have too. I love that he said that. He wasn't just interested in getting them saved. He was interested in them having the whole thing. We used to have this expression, the full gospel, right? When we say, are you a full gospel church? You know, what we were including was, you talk about the things of the Holy Spirit too. And you desire and you're pulling on that so that everybody can have the experience of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then after, after this outpouring, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, some people go, well, I had this encounter. And I would just say, honestly, there are different levels of encounter. I don't know how to explain that, but you're, you can have a different level of encounter. And we should have continual encounters with God and the Holy Spirit. So after that initial encounter, just a couple of chapters later, a few days later, they're praying again, and they're asking God again, God, be with us. God, help us. God, empower us for ministry. And they asked for signs and wonders. You know what? People get offended today if you ask God to move in power. Well, you shouldn't ask that. Don't seek anything. Just think. That's so religious. It's so religious. And most of the people that say that, they hardly pray for anything anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> but just what I'm saying here is, Peter asked, God, do signs and wonders. God, move in power. Lord, demonstrate yourself. And when he prayed that prayer, guess what happened? It said the place where they were praying was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that amazing? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit right there. And, I mean, I just want you to imagine that. Here, they've had one encounter with the Holy Spirit. And then they'll all just go home and, and just start watching TV and just, and you know, miss church and, you know, whatever. For They're like, no, hey, we're on a roll now. We want more. We don't want it to go, oh, well, we finally got something. No, we want more. We want to increase. We need more because now we're stepping out on the water. We're, we need God to be with us. And they're getting more. I can just almost guarantee, had they been sitting back that day, you know, drinking a Coke and watching whatever on TV, um, if they, I don't think they would have had that experience. Are y'all with me? The Holy Spirit would not have had that, would not have come to them again 
Had they not desired it, had they not been pursuing God, it happened only because they're stepping out, they're doing something for God, they're pursuing God. The people that are hungry for God, that really want to go forward with God, I'm just encouraging you today and saying, if you'll do that, you're going to get more. If you don't want God anymore, don't do that, and you won't get any more. <laughs> are y'all with me? But if you want more, God says, it's there for you. And I want to encourage you in that. There's more for you if you want it. And I would say, too, the corporate church needs to have more. I don't, so individually, we need to have more. I believe corporately, we need to have more. God wants us to experience a corporate presence. And we can be in a place, and we all are like this. We're all pursuing God. I'd say it today, I, I sense the presence of God very strongly on me. But we can be in a place, and somebody can come in the door, and the presence of God touch them right there. I mean, it's amazing what God can do with people when the power of God is present. The Bible talks about that, that when you're, you know, when you're all worshiping the Lord, God can be so strong there in your midst. An unbeliever will come in and it says they'll fall on his face and declare, surely God is with you. What made that difference? It's what's happening. It's the experience that he's having when he comes into that place where all the believers are. And you see, we've got to have a vision for that and believe if we will press past where we've been, that is not only attainable, it's desirable, and the Lord is loving to demonstrate Himself again like that because He loves to meet needs. He loves to change lives. He loves to empower people, you see? And that's what we need to connect to. Paul, he said this in Ephesians. He goes, be filled with the Spirit. That word filled is a verb in the original Greek. It's, it, it's a continuous action. So what he's saying is, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. He's talking about a continual experience, a continual increase, a continual growth that we're supposed to have in our lives. You see, just like this plant needs water, you need the Holy Spirit. And it needs to always be in you, and you need to grow, and it needs to be full, and you're getting more and more, and you're growing, you're producing more fruit, you're getting stronger. It only happens as you stay connected with the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what God wants to, to do today. Now, I'll just say, honestly, being filled with the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit bubble up on the inside of you, um, you know, for joy and also um, for the gifts of God and having the Spirit upon you, which is what happened also at Pentecost, is a wonderful experience. There is nothing better. And we need to learn to desire the things of God more than we desire the things of this world. You see, I don't think God is going to bless us a whole lot when we would rather, you know, have certain things of this world rather than have more of God. I believe God wants to get into our lives and rearrange our priorities. Look how many people, they, lie, they laid down everything, including their lives, for this gospel. To see the gospel go forward. To, to obey the Lord. To walk in His power. To be free from the pulls of this life. And we can hardly, some of us, you know, it might be hard to even get out of bed. You know what I'm saying? To, or just to, to do the little things. And God's God's wanting to pull this generation away from the things of this world. Now, 
It doesn't mean you have to be a missionary and go to, you know, wherever. Um, God might call you to do that, but I'll just say, if you want to be full of God, you have to guard your heart. You have to recognize that something's always going to be tugging at you, distracting you, pulling you away, pulling you away from being absolutely devoted to God. And if you want to go forward with God, you've got to recognize that and realize that you're in a war zone and part of it's your flesh, part of it's your mind, part of it's your environment. And you're going to have to make a decision that every day, God, I'm going to line my mind up. I'm going to line my heart up. I'm going to pursue you today. I'm going to honor you today. I want to shine for you today. God, use me for your glory. Lord, there's so many needs everywhere. God, may I be available to do your will today. May I be available to, to get part of this done. And may I be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you will not be hindered by my not even being filled with God, you see. So anyway, there's this an amazing experience to have God's fullness in your life. And I will tell you, sometimes it's, it's not always a, the fun. The walking it out may not always be wonderful, right? Sometimes there are trials and difficulties. But the glory is that God's with us. God's with us. Praise God. He's here today in an amazing way. Now, I was just reading a book recently about from this man. And this guy's, he got saved because, and, and got his life turned around because someone actually ministered to him that believed in the power of God, like casting out devils and, do, you know, some, I mean, doing some things that certain people definitely, definitely need. And, you know, he'll share and say, if it weren't for somebody that had the power of God on their life, I don't think I, how would I have ever gotten saved? That's what happened to me. That's the way I got, I got my life turned around. And so he yearns for that himself because he sees the power of that, the need of that. And so he's always hungering for more and he desires these experiences with God um, where he's filled with the Holy Spirit and where God's communicating with him. And, you know, we call these spiritual things. You know, um, you know if you desire to go and have a good meal, or to, to to have a nice to go get a nice car. Why why can't you desire to have spiritual experiences with God? I think we've been meant to connect with God in some way. We've been meant to connect with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, by essence, is a spiritual thing, right? So, anyway, he's just been sharing, and I was reading uh, one of his books recently, which is in essence, you can have more. You know, there's more there. Uh, and this is for everybody. It's not just for, oh, there's the pastor. Oh, he's a preacher. He's a da 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 uh, It's for everybody who wants it. For everybody who wants it. For he who wants to come. God has said that so many times. For whoever, whoever wants it, it's, it's here for you. All the things of salvation, they're for whoever wants it. For whoever wants it. Okay? So anyway, this guy's, this guy's been encouraging people. Wait. Wait upon the Lord. I just will share with you just a little story. I mean, he was just, he was saying how before he really began to have encounters with God, he just wanted God so much he wanted more. And he was like, you know, I've heard so many people begin to encounter God when they will worship him or wait upon him. So he started waiting on God. So he, he said what he does is he'll go, he'll be very quiet. And he just will start putting his mind on God. He doesn't want any distractions, so he, don't, he doesn't do it at a time when his wife's going to come in or his children. 
He just is all by himself, no TV on, no distractions, and he's just thinking about God. Maybe he'll start to say some words to keep his mind focused because he doesn't want his mind distracted. So he says, you know, the first time I'm doing this, after 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I'm going, am I doing this right? And I think after he'd done it like the second time, like he was about an hour just worshiping the Lord, focusing on Jesus, worshiping him, wanting to see him, thinking of how good Jesus is and connecting with him, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, just, I mean, he began to have tremendous um, unions with God and fellowship with God and, and encounters, amazing encounters. <laughs> but it, reading that and thinking through that reminded me, and I'm, and I'm sharing these to hope to give you a little stirring, because if you want to have encounters with God, God loves that. You might go, well, you shouldn't be wanting that. Yes, you should. God loves you to want to meet with Him. He loves for you to want to see, experience Him in greater depths. You think God's going, oh, no, I don't like you wanting to have, you know, to experience me deeper than <laughs> you, you see. Oh, that's dangerous. Don't do that. No, God loves for us to do that. When I first got saved, I'd probably been saved like a year or so. Um, I went to worship the Lord. And so I, I lived in this, I, I went to school at the University of North Carolina. And um, I, I got this, we were in this apartment, the, the apartments closest to the university. They're really old, been there a long time, but they were right across the street from the university on Franklin Street. And so I was there and uh, on the bottom floor and I had three roommates. They were all gone, you know, that night. I don't remember where they were. So I, I go in the front door, and I'm just in this the big room there. I just started worshiping the Lord. I, I sang, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm talking about focusing. Um, so I was there. I did that for five hours. And, I'm, you know, for a young Christian, I'm tell, I, that's just, everybody was just serving the Lord then and excited about the Lord. So, man, I would, I, and it wasn't like I was just, I'd stop and eat a bologna sandwich. Or, I mean, it was, I was focused. And worshiping and, and enjoying God. I was enjoying fellowship. I was so excited. The next day, I came home and um, nobody was there. I started doing praising and um, I ended up five hours again, I think it was, um, just worshiping the Lord. But this time, after about three or four hours, this amazing presence just came into the room. And I, I can remember it. I didn't know that was going to happen. I wasn't thinking that was going to happen. But I remember I fell on my face and it got so intense. I will remember thinking I was scared. That sounds funny, I know. But I was scared to look up because I'm going, I don't know. It just felt like if I looked up, I didn't know what I might see. I don't know. That sounds funny. But I just, I, it's hard to explain. But I just, I just did not want to look up. And I don't even know how long I'd been down like that. And then, and then my, one of my roommates came in <laughs> and it was probably about midnight around that time or one o'clock. I don't remember what time it was. And he comes in, didn't say a word, but the presence was so strong in that room. I'm telling you, presence was so amazingly strong. Boom. What does he do? He starts worshiping just like that. You know, I mean, there's no way you're not going to know that the presence of God was, was like that. And so, see, I, see, I'm going, I didn't realize that was going to happen, but I was enjoying worshiping the Lord. 
I was enjoying the presence. I was enjoying learning how to flow. I was enjoying, I had, you know, praying in tongues, singing in tongues, singing in English, doing whatever to, to connect with God and to enjoy Him and to be with Him and to worship Him. And man, I come back the second time. And the second night, again, I didn't know that was going to happen. And again, after about three or four hours, boom, man, it was, it was just so intense. And again, I am sharing this with you to whet your appetite, you know, to, to put that desire on the inside of you and to, to put a yearning there, you know, to, to have more because God is pulling us in this hour. I believe in my life and I believe in the church, he's drawing people who want, who deep down, they're, they're, they hear this message and it's alive to them and they want another encounter. They're like, God, I want, I want more than I've had. God, I, I want to learn how to worship you more. I want to connect more. And Lord, I want you to come and I want those experiences with you. There's nothing wrong with that. The Bible says in Revelation 22, the spirit and the bride say, come. Jesus says, I knock. If you answer, I'll come and sup. I'll tell you, most Christians do not answer that door. You know, they think, oh, it's some kind of some mysterious something. No, it means you have to pull away and you have to answer the door. You have to go open that door and spend time with him and learn how to connect with him and have that sup. See, if you sup with Jesus, you know you supped with Jesus. It's not just like, oh, you know, no, it's not some philosophical something. You had time with God and you fed. Jesus says, you better feed on me. I mean, when, when you're with God, you're, you're ingesting God. You're having an encounter. He's saying, if you will come to me, I will stop with you. If you will open that door, that's closed. I'm going to come in. You see, we've got to want it. And again, if you want more, if you want to meet with Jesus, if you want him to sup with you, it's there. If you don't care about it, well, this message won't hurt you. Just keep doing what you're doing. But it's there if you want it. Jesus said this in John 14, I'm going to manifest myself to you. Wow. That sounds like, how's he going to do that? However he wants to do that. In our hearts, and our minds, he can do what he wants to do. But he loves to show up in different ways, in different dimensions. And it's for people who want it and people who seek it. You know, God will only show you so much. I love the Song of Solomon. Um, you know, people are like, whoa, what a crazy story. Oh, it's a story about pursuit, about us yearning for God. He knocks. I like, I like the one where it says he knocks at the door. And the person goes and answers and he's gone. And then it says, but then I go and I seek him out. And I seek him out. Where is he? Where is he? Where is my loved one? God loves us to do that. God loves to come and, you know, to whet our appetite like today, hopefully, where we start to go, I want to experience this. God, where are you? 
God, where are you? And we won't give up until we find him. You see, because he's promised he'll come to us if we seek him. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because of something that just happened this past week that I feel like is pretty amazing. Um, you know, as I've mentioned, I've, I've been sort of pulled toward God in, in a different dimension of, of desire for a new level of encounter. So my prayers and my, my pulling in a new dimension or new urgency has been, God, I want to be one with you. God, be one with me. Lord, unite with me in a, in a new measure. Lord, I, I want your presence to be with me in a new measure. God, call me up where you are. Call me up where you are. God, bring me to an, uh, an awareness of, of being with you and, and experiencing you. God, communicate with me. That's been a great thing. I keep seeing in my mind like almost like Jesus would sit on a bench with me and I just want him to talk. I want, I want to hear his voice. I want him to speak like a, a friend. You know, it says in the Bible that God spoke face to face with Moses. And I tell you something that makes me jealous. I'm like, so I'm like, God, I want you to speak to me. I want it to be real. I, I want to know your voice. I want to understand very clearly what you're saying. And think about this. Moses has been meeting with God face to face. And God and Moses says, God, I want more. So don't go, oh, you shouldn't ask for that. God, he's meeting face to face. The glory cloud is coming. And Moses says, God, I want more. You see, when you've got a little even or any dimension, there's always something more that God gives us, you see. So anyway, last night, this is the craziest thing. I don't even understand it. Why? And, you know, but last night, we, I mean, last Wednesday, we had our outreach Bible study. And I love those things. You know, we've we got so many people coming to that. And, uh, you know, so many fresh faces. It's just really amazing because I, I know God's doing that. God's just drawing people right now. Um, so uh, after this, after the Bible study, George calls me on the phone and um I'm talking to him. I don't, I seemed like we'd hardly been talking even a minute. I don't know how long we'd been talking. And I'm just on the phone. I'm, I'm not praying. I mean, it didn't seem spiritual other than just we're fellowshipping. And the Holy Spirit, I use the word hit me. That sounds negative, right? But it wasn't just a presence. I'm used to that presence. I mean, I'm used to the presence of God. In anything I do, every day I go pray, the presence of God comes on me. And I feel that even in certain times of prayer, the intensity of it and the intensity of the prayer can increase, right? So, but I'm not talking about that. I'm here and I'm on the phone with George and it's like the Holy Spirit just floods me. And I'm going, wow, it was amazing. And I'm and I'm going, wow. And then poop. And then wow. And I'm beginning to feel his presence increase. And I'm beginning to feel more and more of the Holy Spirit. And it began to come over me in intense waves. I'm on the phone. I'm still on the phone. 
And I'm going, George, man, the Holy Spirit just keeps hitting me. And then, and then I try, and then I, and, and, and sometimes it'd be like waves. I can remember sometimes it would, it would be intense. It would be like, and it would go from the top of my head. It would go all the way through my body, all the way to the bottom of my feet. Like it, it was amazing. And then it kept happening and it kept happening. And so, you know, and I would, I'd, we, and then for some reason, I just wanted to enjoy. It was like it was happening in the fellowship time. And, and sometimes um, I was, you know, sometimes we would start talking again, but I, this, I'm having this experience and we might bring up a topic or we would talk about, hey, look, this opportunity is here. Da, 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 and then that topic could be brought up and boom, there it goes again. I mean, this happened as long as we were on the phone, as long as we were on the phone. And I'm not, I'm not talking about an insignificant experience of, oh, the Holy Spirit was there. He was His presence. And no, that's not insignificant, by the way. I'm just saying, I'm not talking about a normal presence of God was there strongly. I'm talking about, in a positive way, electri- the, the good electricity, good power was surging through me. And I knew it's the Holy Spirit. I knew the Holy Spirit's presence. So, anyway... <laughs> That was happening, and I'm going, wow, this is, this is just amazing. I don't even know how long we were talking, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. An owl was over at the house, and then my wife goes, honey, you need to move something. You're going to need Al's help. He's getting ready to go. I said, okay. So here I am, and then the, the whole time Al is there, I start talking to Al, and boom, here it comes. It just, it just keeps happening. I mean, and it just kept happening, and it kept happening, and I few times I almost was like disoriented and I'd start talking and the experience was distracting because I, I would, I mean, over and over in the middle of my sentences, I'd forget where I started, what I was going to talk about. I know that happens more as you get older, right? But it was happening over and over, like in the middle of my sentences because it's distracting. And I was going, I was like almost falling down and I'm going, I feel this is just really the craziest thing. Now, I've had many experiences with God and the Holy Spirit. I can't remember one just like that. I'm on the phone. I'm just talking. I'm not in a service. I don't know why this has been happening, except I know I've been in a season of wanting more, asking for more, desiring more, pulling on God for more. Waiting sometimes. Y'all know I like to walk, right? But sometimes I just, I'm just waiting and pressing in. God, I just want to worship you, you see? So I've been in a season of doing that. But honestly, why it happened like that right then, I don't know. So I don't know how long, how long were you and I there talking? 15 more minutes? 20 more minutes? Al goes like 30 more. So I don't know how long it was like that, that, you know, that night, an hour, hour and a half. Um, But it was really like a dramatic something. I kept wondering, God, why are you baptizing me? I'll use that word, immersing me, flooding me with the Holy Spirit like that. I mean, I've wanted it. If it happened while I was in the middle of prayer, Maybe I'd have, I'd have said, oh, it's because I pray. 
I just, I mean, I'm, I'm going, wow, I don't even understand what's going on. But I'll just say this. I believe that what I encountered that day is just a little bit of a foretaste of the season that's coming on the body of Christ. I believe that I'm not the only one who's saying, God, I want more of you. God, I've got to have more of you. Lord, please open me up to more. Help me to connect with more. Help me, God, to experience your presence and your power and your your word, your your communication with me, your voice. Lord, give me ears to hear. God, give me, um, uh, you know, experiences with your presence. Lord, your word. God, I so desire these things. You see, I believe, first of all, this is a season where not only are we going to experience what I was just telling you about, I believe it's going to be much beyond that. Now I'm like, Lord, I just want, let that happen again. God, that was amazing. Or any, anything, you know, but Lord, it's amazing. And also I want to share, I begin to think, God, that's how you're going to build your church, I believe, in this next season. I believe you're going to pour out your spirit. When I'm talking to George on the phone and I kept, I kept interrupting and probably I did it seems like 30 times I probably interrupted or changed and go, wow, man, it's just amazing. This just, it just keeps coming. George is going somehow in this conversation, I'm so hungry for God and it makes me just want to go seek God right now. And then I'm talking to Al and Al's just like sitting down, you know, his eyes are about that big, right? Now Al's sitting down and like asking me, you know, like what's going on? Are you, are you thinking that? And then and and he goes, man, this just makes me want to renew my prayer life and makes me want to go, God, I want to go pursue you more. I want to connect more with you. And then and then in the morning, I was meeting with Cain. We had we have a meeting in the mornings and some every week. And so all we talked about was this kind of thing and Cain's like all into it, wanting to hear everything, understand it. He's asking questions. And it, he's, he's, not, he's only been serving the Lord for a few weeks now. But I believe he's getting baptized next week. Right, Cain? I believe it's next week. But um, we'll, that'll be at my house, by the way. So Cain's so hungry. And, and I'm thinking, I'm going, wow, this is contagious. I could have sat down and preached with every person. Hey, the Bible says this, this, this. And yes, you can learn that. But somehow, because I had an experience with God and a testimony, I'm sharing it. And look, George called it. Al called it. Cain called it. And I thought, wow, imagine what happens when the momentum happens. This stuff will begin to catch like fire. Because there's something so alive in it. And I believe this is how God's going to build his church in this hour. People are going to be connecting with God. They're going to be connecting with the testimony of God. With the Holy Spirit. And people are going to be watching those that are on fire. That have just been with God. They're going to hear that and they're going to go, I want that too. I want that too. I want that too. And I want to be wherever that is. <laughs> I don't want to be missing out on that. I want to prioritize that. 
See, that's, that's exactly what I believe God's going to be doing in this hour. Well, I want to I want to pray, but I, I just I do want to conclude with just a, a few thoughts. I'll just put in a nutshell. How do you get started with this? Um, you know, if you're if you're not born again, you got to be born again. You have to give your life to the Lord. Jesus told uh, Peter told these people at Pentecost, they're watching the tongues. They're watching this craziness. But Peter, you know, obviously they thought it was good because Peter's going Okay, guys, you need to repent and be baptized. And then and then the Holy Spirit experience is for you too. Wow. So here they are, all messed up, needing to repent. But Peter's going, not only can you repent, get back with God, but he'll give you the Holy Spirit, even though you don't deserve it. <laughs> right? You need to repent, get your life back with God. Secondly, you have to desire this. You know, if you don't desire it, there's no need me telling you about it. But you need to you need to desire God. You got you need to desire more of Him. Um and you can um cultivate your heart like a garden. So if you don't have a desire there for the Lord, today should be a wake up call for you. If you haven't if you don't have a desire to pursue more of Him, that should be a wake-up call. Honestly, something's wrong there. Um, maybe you just know Him in your head but don't know Him in your heart. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you don't desire more of God and you don't desire to really walk with Him, to experience more of Him, something's off course. You need to examine yourself. On the other hand, I would say, uh, if you do have that desire, you can even cultivate it. Pull away from things that are distracting your desire. Pull away from things, um, the junk food. I shared this last week, but if you eat a lot of junk food, uh, you don't want good food. You just want more junk food, right? And so pull away from stuff that's meeting needs illegitimately in your life. Um, pull away from the stuff of this world. If you want to have a heart for the Lord, you got to pull away from all the things you're running after. And um, third thing, uh, you know, you have to have a vision. Um, the one who seeks him must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those that seek him. How is he going to reward you for seeking him? You're going to find him, right? Draw near. He will draw near to you. Draw nearer <laughs> to God. He will draw nearer to you. Wherever you are, however close, I'll just reiterate, draw near. Draw more near. Watch what happens. And uh, lastly, it just it takes time. You're going to have to give God time if you want to have encounters with God. If you want to know His voice, you have to spend time with Him. So, Father, this morning, I just pray that everybody here that's listening to this message would have their desires stirred up for God. Lord, I pray supernaturally right now, Lord, you look at every individual, God, and that you'd stir desires to know you, stir up desires to have encounters with you and to know you and to walk with you and to experience your presence and the power of the Holy Spirit and the things of God and to have encounters with God. Lord, I just pray that you would, Pull people, God, out 
of the pulls of this world, God, I pray supernaturally, Lord, for a breakthrough for everyone listening today, that there'd be a waking up unto God. Lord, let the things of this world become like dead. And God, I pray today, wake us up to God. Wake us up to the things of God. Wake us up to the gifts of the Spirit. Wake us up to your presence, to your power. God, to, to all the things that even that you love, that you, that you just almost emphasize, whether it's us worshiping, whether it's, it's us praying or just obeying. God, we're asking you, Lord, bring us past this veil of this culture, this veil that has so fallen on the church of this age, this veil that's on our flesh. God, we pray, bring us past that into the things of God afresh, into the things of the Spirit and the encounters in the spiritual world of God again. Lord, we love you, God. Thank you for saving us, Lord. And we thank you, God. Oh, Lord, this is an amazing opportunity and an amazing season for all who want it. So, Lord, I pray that you stir up and I ask God for those that are going to begin to go on this journey, that they be encouraged, that they won't go, oh God, nothing's happening. Maybe I'm not doing this right. Lord, um, I just pray, Father, that in their minds and hearts, they'll know if I don't stop, if I keep pursuing, God is going to direct me. I am going to be there and I'm going to have an encounter with God. He will show up. He will show up just like he promised he would. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this hour. We love you, God. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.